let's take a minute and talk about investing in yourself. Regardless of what you are going through, we are all not taught basic skills, fundamental skills that we need in order to not only have what we want, but to be happy. Isn't that what we all say we want to be happy? Well, the reason why most people are not happy is because they are looking to the outside world to give them what they are actually craving. They are expecting their partner, their job, their kids to fill them up inside because they are missing these fundamental skills in order to actually be happy. If you are struggling in any area of life, it is your job to now take full responsibility for yourself and for your life. And the only way to do that is to make a decision that you are done suffering and are ready to move on. My private coaching program can help by guiding you into the next phase of your life. It will give you the tools and the foundation you need to begin taking care of yourself on all levels, mentally and emotionally, which are two areas that most people do not know how to take care of themselves and also physically and spiritually. So take this opportunity to stop wasting time and make the investment in yourself. Register today and start working with me after the breakup. Now, obviously any breakup is tough, but more specifically, I want to get into the emotionally abusive, narcissistically abusive, just the really, really unhealthy relationships that people sometimes are in and how do we move on after this? How do we really get our power back and rebuild our life? Five different kind of like tips or insights into moving past this relationship and really getting your power back after this breakup. Now remember, when you are going through any breakup, um, even if it was a relatively healthy relationship, chances are you kind of maybe even lost yourself a little bit. You know, you're so used to being with a person that you kind of forgot what it's like to be alone. So really remembering who you are, getting back to yourself, these are all really important things. Now, when you have been in an abusive relationship or an unhealthy relationship, chances are you don't know who you are. You know, you have gone through manipulation and gaslighting and verbal abuse and silent treatments and, and all of these different types of tactics that you've probably been enmeshed with for days, weeks, months, or years. And so it's going to take a minute. So we're going to go right into tip one. You must have patience with yourself. You are basically leaving this relationship. There's, so there's going to be periods of sadness, depression, anxiety, worry, all of these things. And so something that's so important to remember is you are really rebuilding. You know, you have to have patience with yourself. There's no guilt. There's no shame. There's no, why do I still feel this way? It's take time. This time in your life is for you. This is about you getting back to not just that old version, but a better version, a healthier version. So don't fear the future, but be patient with yourself throughout this process. I know a lot of us tend to want to avoid the pain and seek the pleasure, but you're never really going to heal. You're never going to grow. You're, not, you're never going to get better. You're never going to have the confidence and all of these great things that you want for yourself if you don't have patience with yourself throughout this, because this is a process just like anything. And so it's going to take time to rebuild. It's going to take time to reprogram. It's going to take time to really feel confident and healthy and, you know, have all these great things going on inside of you, all these feelings that will then, you know, manifest in other areas of your life. Now, remember, you've been through a lot. There was probably lying, cheating, betrayal, passive aggressive behavior, like we said. So because you've gone through all of this, the tears are going to come. 
you might have bits of depression, you might have some anxiety, you're going to have sadness. Just remember to monitor the stories that you're telling yourself. And I always talk about this in most of my videos, I'm constantly talking about self-parenting. You guys have heard me talk about this forever, but it really is the basis of mental health. Um, so this is all about learning how to be mentally and emotionally healthy. And I'm always talking about self-parenting, like I said, and if you have not already, go to my website. I have a free guide on there, step-by-step, -step, one, two, three, and four on how you may actually start parenting yourself because this is the basis of what I teach all of my private clients. It's what I talk about all the time. It is the thing that's going to allow you to soothe yourself, move through traumas, um, motivate yourself, inspire yourself, be your own best friend, be your own coach, really love yourself. When we talk about self-love, when we talk about learning how to love ourselves, this is what it actually looks like, at least in my coaching. Now, not only do you have to be patient with yourself throughout this process, but you're going to have to be patient with the people in your life. Not everyone in your life is going to understand what you just went through. And I think until you have been in this type of relationship, most people don't understand. So you might hear the comments like, why do you still feel this way? You've been out of this relationship for a while. You really need to start moving on. And just understand that those people are saying it. You know, obviously they love you and they don't want you to feel this way, but they also don't understand what you really went through. And quite frankly, no one really can because no one's inside of you. But there are obviously people that have gone through very similar experiences that can completely understand. And I'm sure if you look down in the comment section below of any of my videos, you will find your peoples because <laughs> they're all there. So unless you know you're talking to someone that really understands because they've been there, then chances are you can't pick up the judgment that sometimes our friends and family will give us. And you sure can't pick it up and start running with it yourself. So monitoring conversations, making sure that the anxiety that you do have, where's this coming from? What was the story that I was telling myself? And again, everything I talk about in terms of mental health is really you learning how to monitor your thoughts breaking down all these stories that we create in our head and figuring out, do I really believe this? Is this leading me in a good direction by having this story that I keep repeating over and over again in my mind? You know, the base of mental health is really being what, you know, the master of your emotions, mental toughness, all these kind of words and phrases that we tend to talk about sometimes. And, and the basis of it is you getting to choose. This is free will. You get to choose what you want to think and what you want to believe every single day. So just because a thought comes up, doesn't mean that you need to just grab it and run with it, especially if you know that this thought, you grab it, it's gonna take you down a dark road and it's not even a true story. You have to have the self-awareness to see all of that and say, I don't choose to go down that road. My goal is I'm trying to be healthy, live my best life, and I only want to, I don't wanna say I only wanna feel those feelings, but you get to choose, hey, I'm not gonna believe that, that's not the case for me, and go down a different road. So just remember, your experience is your experience. No one can ever take that away from you, and there are plenty of other outlets if you do need to connect with others that have been through something similar to what you have gone through. Now, the next thing is rebuilding your life, and I love, love, love this aspect because, look, let's just be frank. If you're coming out of this relationship, part of you is probably excited, let's just be real, you're no longer in a relationship that isn't good for you. You no longer have to deal with what it was that you were dealing with in that relationship. Yay, go you, that's a win. But I understand realistically that there are gonna be those times where you're nervous, unsure of what's to come, um, scared to start over, all of those types of things. But remember, those are all stories and you could choose to believe that and feed that or you can choose to look at what's in front of you as 
a good thing. I'm hopeful for the future. Um, I'm excited for this phase of my life. I get to start over. I'm starting from scratch. Like, even if you're in the midst of divorce, even if you're still trying to co figure out co-parenting, even if you're still going through some stuff, that stuff is on the side. But what is in front of you, you can actually look at as something that's really exciting, or you can choose to look at it as something is really scary and you get to make that decision. So rebuilding your life is all about what? Really looking at all areas of your life and saying, what areas do I want to focus on and what do I want my life to look like? Rebuilding your life has a lot to do with your confidence and really rebuilding this part of you, this inner, doing this inner work. So we're talking about the self-parenting again, but really when you think about your, the aspects of your life, and I know a lot of coaches will use this and they're, they're trained to kind of, um, almost like use this activity and it's called the wheel of life. If you were to Google wheel of life coaching, you're going to get, I think it's set six or seven different areas of your life. So you got your finances personal relationships, you know, friendships, things like that, your social life, romantic relationships, home life, um, finances, and career. So you have all these areas of your life. And throughout our entire life, there's always going to be areas that need a little work. So maybe right now in your life, your finances are amazing, but your social life is non-existent. And that's an area that you really want to focus on. So look at every area of your life, whether that's, hey, I don't like where I live, I don't like the car I'm driving. I, you know, don't like my job. I don't find it fulfilling, but yeah, I'm making a lot of money at it. So what areas of your life do you really want to focus on? When most of the areas in your life are doing really well and there's progress at least being made in those areas, you will feel good about your life. You will feel full. You will feel hopeful um, because your life is going the way you have it planned, right? At least you're in progress or process of getting to where you want to be. When there are areas of your life that are way below where you would want them to be, then you're, you might drip down into that victim, depression, what was me, my, my life sucks, all of those types of things because you haven't... Guys, I am so excited about my new course, a 30-day mindset makeover. We all have times in our life when things are just too much to handle. We are stressed. We are overwhelmed. We're just going through a lot and honestly, we just don't even feel like ourselves and it can be so extremely frustrating because we don't even know where to begin at times. The situations sometimes that we're put into are a lot to take and that's why it's so important to learn how to give yourself a much needed reboot. So whether you are trying to heal from something, looking to achieve something, or just wanting to work on yourself in general, this is really the ultimate guide for you to not just get back to who you used to be, but to become an even stronger version of yourself. So you guys, I want you to know that this course is a course that you're going to take every day. It's going to be a ton of information because you know me, I am all about feeding your mind, and getting yourself to a healthy point in your life. So this in this course, I'm going to give you everything. I'm going to give you the tools, the tips, the education, and insight to fill yourself up daily, feed your mind so you can feel empowered, hopeful, and excited for what's to come. So I hope you guys will join me in my new 30-day mindset makeover. Links are below. Of where I want to take this aspect of my life, right? I'm in control. So if my social circle is non-existent, then guess what? I'm going to start taking it upon myself to make plans and invite whoever. And if one person wants to come, great. And if five people decide to join us, cool, even better. But either way, one person or five people, 
you know, we go out to dinner or we go for a walk or whatever it is that you can do where you are, um, I'm still going to have a good time. That's the stuff that we want to start working on. And I do think that even at some point, you're going to meet someone else. You're going to get into another relationship. But if you have a full life, when you start actually dating again, you won't come from lack. You won't be insecure to want to just jump into a relationship because you won't have the thought of, well, now I have someone to do things with on the weekends. Now I have a place to go on the holidays. Like now someone's, you know, here for me on my birthday or Valentine's day or whatever. So you're not going to be desperate to get into a relationship because that era of your life is very low. If all of your areas are really high, then you're going to feel good in your life. And then you'll start making smarter choices when it comes to the person that you then bring into your life. And let's just be honest, whether you're a man or female, it doesn't really matter when you meet someone and they're healthy and they have a good life and they're active and they're passionate and excited about their life. Isn't that attractive? So create that for yourself. So that means you're going to go to the gym by yourself. You're well, I'm saying all these things as if we can <laughs> do all of these like normal things, but you know, you're going to take it upon yourself to start creating the life that you want to live. Now, chances are, if you were in an emotionally abusive, narcissistically abusive, unhealthy relationship, you possibly are going to have um, bits of a little codependency, a little people pleaser, a little low self-esteem, you know, a little stuff that you kind of need to work on. And when you mix all of those things together, they usually form a really dysfunctional cocktail. And one of the things that that person always needs to be focusing on and working on is boundaries. So what are boundaries? And before we even get into that, I have made a course and I'll actually link it down below on building better boundaries. So it's all about boundaries, self-worth, standards, etc. Um, it's a one-time course. You guys can check it out down below. But what are boundaries? Boundaries are essentially your standards and you being able to verbally communicate that to another person and let's go the next step further. Even you being able to then enforce your boundaries and what that should look like. Now that doesn't necessarily always mean that we have to just write someone off and never see them again. But maybe, for example, you know, your cousin Sue, that was just such a thick accent. I don't know if you guys heard that. But your cousin Sue, it's the East Coast of me, um, you know, always needs a ride to the airport, but whenever you go to pick her up, she's always 15 minutes late and makes you wait outside. And you've asked her time and time again to please not do that. And she continues to do that. Well, the boundary then would be, or enforcing that boundary would be, I can't pick you up and bring you to the airport anymore. You're going to have to find a ride with someone else. So just basically letting people know, Hey, I don't like when you do that. And these are my limits. And once I hit that limit, I'm, I'm pushing away. Like, and now you're kind of by yourself there. So there has to be a consequence for people's actions. And that shows people, you know, when you can verbally communicate with someone, this is what I think, this is what I feel, these are my standards. Yeah, don't get me wrong, that's great. But that's really just like almost halfway. The hardest part is really enforcing the boundaries. And when you enforce, that's where you teach someone, oh, she's not willing to put up with this. Oh, she said, I don't like this, which, okay, some people can't even do that. So, you know, good job. But the hardest part is then enforcing that boundary. And that's, again, that's where you really show people, I'm not going to play this game anymore. I really meant business. And I've asked you very nicely and you still didn't respect my boundaries. So now, unfortunately, you have to find a ride with someone else. But in order to get really good at boundaries, and again, I talk about this all in my course, is the self-worth piece, right? Like the confidence piece. 
the lack piece, if you come from lack, if the self-confidence is low, et cetera, you're not going to, number one, be able to verbally communicate, or number two, quite frankly, you're not going to be able to enforce those boundaries. And especially when you've been with an abuser who definitely didn't respect them and you, over time, you know, your boundaries were so bendable, you have to really practice this stuff and learn how to be that confident, healthy person that you that you really want to be. And again, this is going to help you in any new relationship that you have in your life. Now, the next thing is forgiveness. And I think that this is really huge because, you know, you're doing all of this work on yourself. You're getting your life into a great place. Your energy is different, but you can't really kind of catapult all of this if there's still this negative, toxic stuff that's just stuck on the side of you. And really, a lot of what that's going to be is forgiveness for yourself and forgiveness of the other person. And we'll get into that in a minute. But really learning how to forgive yourself. How often have we looked back on those relationships and thought, oh my God, I'm getting goosebumps, and thought, well, what was wrong with me? You know, what was I thinking? Why didn't I say anything? Why didn't I leave earlier? And we really just dump on ourselves or we're really just very shameful of the fact that we stayed for as long as we did. I mean, I talk to a lot of people who very often will kind of dump on themselves for staying as long as they did and not seeing the red flag. And unfortunately, you can't judge who you were at that moment in time, because that's who you were. So as much as you, you know, when we talk about self-love and learning how to love yourself and mental health, isn't that having empathy and compassion and, you know, validating and being there for you and not judging you? Think about if you were to have a friend and all they did was judge you all day long or made you feel guilty or made you feel shameful for who you were five years ago, you know, like <laughs> that would never, that would never be someone that you want to hang out with. So if you wouldn't want that done to you by a stranger or friend or partner or whatever, then don't do it to yourself. And if you know you would never do it to someone that you really loved, don't do it to yourself. So I guess my point is, is that learning to forgive yourself, learning to understand that, look, that's who I was then. And I can have compassion for that person because she didn't know, you know, she wasn't strong enough. And I know I'm not that person now, so I don't blame myself for staying for too long and, well, I wasted so many years or whatever that looks like, you know, you went through that time in your life for a reason, learn the lessons, see the growth and work on that growth. And that's all you can really ask for. Now, in terms of forgiving the other person, you know, obviously everything that you went through, you shouldn't have gone through. You know, it wasn't okay. Of course, we'll do validation all day long. But the fact of the matter is you're with someone who was not well and you can learn all about mental health. You can diagnose someone. You can watch all the narcissism, you know, narcissism videos and, and listen to the podcast and all that stuff. And education is great. Don't get me wrong because no one teaches this stuff in school. And it's really important that we know these things. But at a certain point, you just have to forgive someone for doing what they did. Um, cause it's the only way that you're going to be able to move on. It's the only way that you're going to be able to let go of that little bit of talk, toxic, negative garbage that's just stuck to you. Right. And just letting that part of your life go and just moving on, which brings me into the last thing. I really do think education is really, really important. And I'm not saying become obsessive with it because I know some people can be, and I will raise my hand and say that, yep, I was watching every single video. I wanted to diagnose every single person. I wanted to diagnose myself. Was this person really this? And am I really that? And trying to fit everything into a box. 
I do think education is power. I do think it makes you feel better um, to make some kind of sense of it, but it's not black and white. It is gray and making sure that yes, we're educating ourselves, but also making sure that we're practicing the things that we're learning. And that's why I always, again, we're gonna go back to it. I always talk about self-parenting. I always talk about mental health and learning how to love yourself and how to overcome from being in these environments with these people and these experiences and situations.